This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. WVEZ is supported by Chicago Humanities, presenting live events with historians Doris Kearns Goodwin and John Meacham, comedian Reggie Watts and filmmaker Miranda July, and artists Hebrew Brantley and Amanda Williams in conversation, plus MSNBC chief correspondent Ali Velshi on small yet powerful acts of courage throughout history. Tickets for these events and more conversations on arts, culture, and current affairs at chicagohumanities.org. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. A scathing new report from the Illinois Attorney General's office reveals just how many Catholic clerics and brothers allegedly abused children in the state. The report is the result of a five-year investigation, and it reveals that the church failed to acknowledge hundreds of religious figures who allegedly abused thousands of children. Chicago Sun-Times investigative reporter Robert Hergeth has been following this for years and has the details on the new report. So, Bob, when did the attorney general's office begin investigating alleged child sex abuse in Illinois? Almost five years ago, 2018, uh, the Pennsylvania, uh, there was a Pennsylvania grand jury that released a very scathing report about the number of clerics that abuse kids, the number of kids that were abused, and, uh, and which was probably a vast understatement, but it was still staggering. And that spurred on a lot of other uh, jurisdictions to do something similar. And so uh, then Attorney General Lisa Madigan uh, launched an investigation uh, spurred by that. And uh, and what you saw yesterday was the outcome of that investigation now under her successor, Kwame Raoul. Mm-hmm. So what are the key findings in the, in the report? Well, the overview finding, as I see it, is that the Catholic Church uh, in Illinois um, and beyond did not live up to its... Uh, its values and its key mission. It lived really a a lie and uh, one that had real consequences for a lot of people. And, you know, just for those who maybe are unfamiliar with Catholicism and Christianity, I mean, you know, it's predicated on the teachings of Jesus as written in the Bible, et cetera. And one of the key, you know, findings is, you know, one of the key teachings is love, right? Mm -hmm. And it's also truth. And uh, and I think the church failed on both those fronts in the prism of this. Yeah, let's dig into that. How much of a disconnect, Bob, is there between the findings and what church leaders have been saying in recent years? Uh, I mean, there's a huge disconnect. I mean, you know, Cardinal Supich, who is the top Catholic cleric in the Chicago region, said several years ago, you know, we've we've disclosed everything. We have nothing to hide. And it turned out that that's not true. And there are hundreds of priests that... They could have publicized, and these are not priests that were necessarily out in the streets right now. This was somewhat historical, right? But to survivors, it's not. To victims, it's not. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you talk to um, any of them, which I know you will, um, you will hear something almost uniform from them, which is that transparency is part of the healing process, acknowledgement is part of the healing process, and when something's hidden, it re-victimizes them. Yeah. And... We said this is a this was a five year investigation, Bob. I mean, what else went into it? Well, I mean, it took a long time, but it wasn't like it was being worked full time. I mean, COVID was in the middle of that. There were other things that sprouted up, so this took much longer than it probably would have normally. 
Um, it started out, I believe, as sort of a, a look at the diocesan level, these six dioceses in Illinois. Dioceses are basically like arms of the church based on geographic region, regions. Mm-hmm. The Archdiocese of Chicago covering Cook and Lake Counties and headed by Cardinal Supich. Um, and it did sort of spill more into an area that I don't think initially they were going to look at, which is a Catholic priest and abuse uh, in religious orders which are, again, also Catholic groups, but instead of spanning geographical regions, they sort of span, they, they embrace a sort of yeah. uh, philosophy or mission or something like that, and they kind of they kind of uh, go across the country, and they were vastly, and I believe still vastly, underreported in terms of their abuse. Let's hear from some of those voices that we've been discussing so far. Here is a little bit of what Attorney General Kwame Raoul had to say at yesterday's press conference. It is precisely because of its many virtuous deeds and benevolence that we, the public and and, and many families, put faith in the Catholic Church and its leaders in ways that we do not trust other establishments. But when such trust is betrayed with abuse to children and there are efforts to cover it up, the call for accountability should be resounding. So it sounds like he did not mince words there. Uh, anything else stand out to you from yesterday? Well, one thing, and again, what the Attorney General's report does is that it, you know, this is not a new issue. The, the, the abuse has started, began emerging in the 80s and has, has emerged in waves ever since. The late 80s, early 90s, and then 2000, early 2000s with the whole spotlight era, and then in 2018, 19 and forward. So several different waves. So we've known that there's been massive abuse. We've known there's been massive cover-ups. The cover-ups continue. Yeah. Um, what's new is that the Attorney General has now quantified some of the scope, uh, you know, a, a much better scope and handle on how many abusers there were and how many victims there, there were. But they also acknowledge that there probably are more. There could be more. Now let's hear from uh, Cardinal Blaise Supage. He released a, a video on YouTube in response to this report. Let's listen. We have asked repeatedly that we be informed of any cases discovered by or disclosed to the Attorney General's office. Yet we saw new, unexplained names in this report. As the report states, the Archdiocese of Chicago has taken the lead in our country and beyond to meet this societal challenge. Further, we have continued to improve on our initial efforts over three decades by dedicating significant resources to creating best practices for protecting children, promoting healing, and preventing abuse in our church. So what's been the reaction to the Cardinal's comments? Well, I mean, you know, from the Archdiocese standpoint, I mean, they they do have rules in place now, and much of the abuse is, you know, there, there's very little uh, abuse probably going on right now, at least locally, because of a lot of these rules, although there are cases that still do emerge. Although new allegations emerge from the old days and stuff like that, I would say this, if do best practices... Uh, that he he espouses include hiding information. You know, I would say that that's not a best practice. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, a new report from the Illinois Attorney General's office reveals the extent of alleged child sex abuse by Catholic Church clergy in Illinois. And the findings are shocking. Uh, Attorney General Kwame Raoul says the church allowed hundreds of alleged abusers to continue to preach and lead churches even after credible accusations of abuse were made. Chicago Sun-Times investigative reporter Bob Hergath is here breaking it all down for us. And I do want to bring another voice into the conversation. Joining us now is Larry Antonson, a leader with SNAP Chicago. That's the survivors network of those abused by priests. Larry, 
Welcome to Reset. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank and you for, so much. For taking an interest in this because it's important. Absolutely. Um, first, I want to hear your response to the Attorney General's report. I am absolutely thrilled that he did it. Um, it's been a long time coming. Um, and a lot of us were getting worried because silence usually just helps the, uh, the abusers. Um, but I've been t- in touch with the uh, Attorney General's office for months now. I talk to him at least once a month. Um, and they told me that this is that they're working on it. They're taking it seriously. I've interview, interviewed with them twice for probably two hours each time. Um, and I know a lot of other people have inter- yeah. interviewed with him. So. so so why don't you tell us more about your story, Larry, and, and just others involved with your group, okay. SNAP? Uh, my story, my abuse actually be, uh, happened when I was a sophomore in high school. I was 15 years old. Um, and I got to know this one priest. Um, his name is Michael Hogan. Um, and he seemed like a really fun, nice person, you know, and he didn't seem priestly. You know, he seemed like a normal guy. Um, and I can look back now and I see that was part of the grooming. You know, he got to know me real well. Uh, why he picked me, I, I can think of some reasons. I think I was really kind of shy and quiet, um, not not very outgoing. Um, but he also groomed not just me, but my family. He came to dinner, uh, dinner at our house and my mom and dad liked him and trusted him. Um, and he so and some he other... built that trust. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. So when I went away with him this one time, well, I went with him a few times with other priests and other kids. A lot of my friends went, too. Augustinians have a place in Wisconsin right outside of Milwaukee, right on the lake. Yeah. And we'd go up there and just goof around and go swimming and lay on the beach. And uh, But this this one time, I went alone with him. And I don't know why, I, you know, except I trusted him. And so did my parents. My parents had... No qualms about me going someplace with him, um, but we did, and we went to we went swimming and went to the beach, and uh, then it was getting too late to drive home, um, and he said, "Well, we'll just get a motel room for tonight," and fine was fine with me. I didn't, you know, I yeah. still had no inkling anything was going to happen, um, but he bought a lot of alcohol. So there's a lot of alcohol involved that night. Right. Um, and I thought, I'm 15 years old, I'm sitting here drinking with this priest, and I, this is pretty good. I thought it was pretty, a pretty neat thing for somebody my age. Um, but we finally went to bed, and we might have been in bed for 10 minutes or maybe two hours. I don't, I don't know time why, but uh, uh, all of a sudden I felt his hand reaching into my underwear. Yeah. Uh, and we can just imagine the rest. I just... Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just froze. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. Um, you were 15, right? I was 15, yeah. Uh, Bob, so we're clear. Where did most of these alleged abuse cases take place? Because I understand uh, the AG singled out the Joliet Archdiocese, right? right. They, they singled out, yeah, the, the AG report singled out. So again, dioceses are geographical regions, archdiocese, Cook and Lake counties. The Joliet Diocese includes uh, DuPage and Will. Rockford Diocese includes McHenry and Kane. So, they, you know, Joliet has a very dark, deep history of problems on this issue dating dating back decades. And uh, mm-hmm. and they were they were singled out for some pretty scathing words, yes, but they were certainly not alone. And th- there are six archdioceses in six, the state, right? Six dioceses, one of which is an archdiocese. Arch basically denoting the size is oh, very big. Okay. Two, two million Catholics in Cook and Lake County. And uh, I mean, one of the things, though, that that 
the AG again. The report was very thorough. I mean, the most thorough thing I've ever seen. But it, but they acknowledged it does have some blind spots. For instance, they did not go to the religious orders themselves. Again, religious orders such as the Jesuits, the Dominicans, Claritians, you know, those kinds of groups that operate, frankly, almost every, if not every, high Catholic high school in mm-hmm. the Chicago region. So there probably are other, there are other cases out there that we do not know about. So, Larry, what are you hearing from other survivors? You know, this is a kind of a vindication for us um, that it's out in the open now. Um, and I think uh, the attorney general did a great job. I do. Um, but I still think it was way underreported. And, and, and the archdiocese continues to lie about it, which is the worst thing in the world. Um, I mean, yeah. If they would just come clean and tell the truth, things would be a lot different. So, you know, you know, at yesterday's press conference, Larry, one investigator said there could be more abusive clergy out there mm-hmm. that oh, I, despite the detail and the effort of this you know, long investigation, mm-hmm. there's a chance they missed some. Oh, I'm sure. That's they frightening. Did. I would bet on it. Uh, I, I, in fact, I think it's way underreported. I think there's a lot more victims. And I don't know what kind of investigations they do. I never had an investigation on my abuser ever that I know of. They said they reported it, but I, you know, if they reported Did you tell they, right away, or was well, it years later, or what happened after? Yeah, I had a blurry spot in there somewhere yeah. because I actually blocked my abuse out for 40 years completely. And I went, Which isn't I, uncommon. I drove home with this priest the next day, didn't have any memory of what happened the night before. And I saw him for two and a half more years of high school. And I saw him after high school. He did weddings with some of my best friends. Um, but. <laughs> You blocked I, it you know, out. You blocked it out for decades, you said. I did. Yeah, and I don't know how the brain works, but it, it, it happens, and it's yeah. true. Uh, it yeah. does happen. Um, when the memories came back, I was an angry person. It, uh, actually, I was on a men's retreat, and somebody said something. I don't know. One of the guys said something, um, and I don't remember what it was, but all of a sudden, all these memories came back. Mm. Um, I talked for quite a while to the priest that was on this retreat, and he just stressed the fact that I should report it. And I said, fine, I will. Um, then I went home, and I walked in the door, and I don't know what I looked like or what was going on, but my wife looked at me, and she said, what happened? And she I knew told something her, was wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I told her, and we talked about it for a while. And she said, you know, I always wondered if something happened because it, you're kind of a different person in a lot of ways. Um, and I didn't see that then. I do see it now. Um, I was a different person yeah. after the abuse. I, my whole life changed, literally. But this changed. news makes you feel some relief. Some, yeah. I some. mean, yeah. I mean, the, the Catholic Church could do a whole lot more, um, except besides lie. They, if they just told the truth, things would be a lot different. Uh, but they don't. They're not. I don't think they're even capable of it. Um, Bob, you've been reporting on clergy sex abuse for the Sun Times, as I said, for for many years now. How does this report fit into the bigger picture of some of what Larry was just talking about, you know, church leaders abusing children here in the Chicago area? Sure. I mean, it's it's like I said before, it's it's very thorough and it's the most comprehensive, you know, um, look at, at this. But it doesn't change the narrative. I mean, the church, there was vast abuse. Uh, it when I, the church uh, hid it, they continue to hide it. And what the AG's report did was looked at the breadth of it, which was much more vast, at least. So they quantified it much more than was previously known. Um, and, it, and they also 
uh, did this, they say, in part to help sort of, you know, give voice to the survivors and victims, um, you know, who have not had voice to this. So um, so it did achieve, you know, something there. Um, but it's still, you know, I mean, I know of a couple of names that are not on there. Right. So, I mean, it's it, and the church could break up in the vaults and still release some of this. But, um, you know, when they don't return phone calls to reporters, when they don't, when they have to be forced uh, to the to the table by the attorney general. That's not you know that's not a sign of of a commitment to truth and transparency mm. that they say they have. Yeah, some of the alleged abusers were already known to church leadership. Others were revealed in this report for the first time. What happens to them now? Well, the abusers. I mean, significant number of them are dead. Um, none of you know the church. You know, to their to their credit, ultimately what they did is they decided you know that you know one. You know, you have one credible um, allegation, you're you're out, or at least you're sidelined. You know, until it's investigated, or one inve- one allegation and, mm-hmm. until it's investigated. Um, so, no longer are people with you know that I know of uh, allegations actively ministering like they used to. Um, so, a lot of this is you know I don't want to say ancient history because it's not ancient history to the to the victims, but these priests are either in treatment facilities, they're dead, or they're side otherwise sidelined. So the the abuse itself was from a while ago, but they've they've still to this day, even even with this report, still not come clean about the scope of it um, and the impact of it, and uh, and and who was responsible. And, and it's not just about naming names. It's like, well, where do they serve? What parish do they serve at? What schools do they serve at? What years? And the thought there is not just about just the, the importance of just truth unto itself, but yeah. also that's that's part of the healing dynamic for a lot of victims. We're just about out of time, but I, I want to give you the last word, Larry. You know, what you just said, Bob, is uh, they should have pictures and work you know, histories, you know, where, like Bob said, where they were, where they are now, whether they're dead or alive. Um, there are a lot of them still that are retired, supposedly. They're still getting paid from the church. It's still around. It's still around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's a sad story. I mean, it really is. Um, We'll leave it there. We've been talking with Bob Hergeth, an investigative reporter at the Chicago Sun-Times, about a new report showing that the Catholic Church in Illinois vastly underreported the number of cases of clergy's child sex abuse in Illinois. And Larry Antonson, who's a leader with SNAP Chicago, the survivor's network of those abused by priests. Bob and Larry, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you very much. This episode of Reset was produced by Dan Tucker, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather and Meha Ahmed. That's all for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.